It's a dreadful ball and Chelsea could be in here with Goff who goes for goal and scores! Finds the back of the net! Henri! What a goal! Inspiration for Arsenal from Thierry Henri! Miller, lovely cushion header for Gerard! Oh, you're The Ghost Goal Podcast. Spurs started off the weekend with a 1-0 victory over Crystal Palace, and with that win, Spurs climbed back into fourth place. Liverpool started off the early Super Sunday slate with a 2-0 win over the Fulham side that looked like they couldn't be bothered to play football. Liverpool got goals out of Salah and Shakiri, and also saw Naby Keita return to full fitness. Everton went to Stamford Bridge and held Chelsea to a shock 0-0 draw. The Blues fall back in the third place due to the Liverpool win. Arsenal were also held to a draw this weekend by Wolves who picked up their first point after three straight losses. And Manchester City were 3-1 winners over United in the Derby. City played some excellent football on Sunday morning, seeing David Silva, a silver-haired Sergio Aguero, and Goodwan get on the score sheet against the United side that was missing Paul Pogba. Welcome to the Ghost Goal Podcast. I'm Andrew Pissar, in here with Alex Moss, Javier Arrello. How are we doing, guys? Hey, hey, hey. Pretty good. Nice random three-day weekend that popped up on me. I had no idea that companies still uh, observe Veterans Day, and boy, was I pleased with that. Good for you, Alex, because I worked on Monday, so... Yeah. So did yeah. I, and sad with this international break. It's very ill-timed. Um, I'm not going to lie, like, I hate international break. I kind of need this one. Like, Yeah, I'm- actually, no, I was... I, okay, you know, I was going to say, I, it's ill-timed, but... Really? We have some injuries. Lacazette just got hurt, so I'm like, hmm... Like maybe uh, maybe a couple weeks off isn't bad for. Okay, some I of wasn't our talking about the players. I was definitely one hundred percent talking about me. Like, oh I, wow, I just need. Like after, you need time off of the game. I need. You're all tuckered out. I'm a little tuckered out. After, I mean, we did talk. We we did address on the pod that I was going to the Jets game over the weekend and waking up at seven o'clock in the morning to watch Liverpool and then going to tailgate and consuming like seven beers in a parking lot in an hour and then going into watching an atrocious National Football League game. And then coming home and having Mike Grant show up on my couch. So obviously me going back to the bar on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Mike. Yeah. I'd say I need a break, but I'm coming back to D.C. this weekend to go to Ohio State, Maryland. And I'm pretty much going to do the same fucking thing. So what are you going to do? Uh, let's jump right into it. Spurs getting a 1-0 victory. Uh, you know what? Let's review the whole weekend because Alex and I actually need to eat crow a little bit. Cardiff getting a 2-1 victory over Brighton. Dunk with the early goal, Callum Peterson in the 28th, and then Sol Bamba in the 90th minute. Uh, also Sol Bamba Bamba Bamba! Dale Stevens also got sent off in the 34th minute, so that generally changes how a match Great offside goal. Almost scored the bicycle kick. Javier, did you wake up for this? No, I... Well, okay, okay. That's we, a lie. We kept our, we kept our uh, promise. None of us woke up and Listen, watched it. I yeah. did wake up for this. I was awake, but I did not watch the game. So you were up for something else. Yes. So you didn't wake up for this. But I did not wake up for this. But I was awake. I thought about it. I literally was like, I should turn this on. Like, just so... I, okay, no. That's a lie. See, I watched see, the end I of it. Would say I watched the Soul Bomba goal. That's, actually, that's a lie. I did watch the end of it. So I watched so, part of the game. So you guys were I have right. the texts so, with the timestamps to prove it. Yeah, exactly. I, I texted Alex when it happened. I, I was think, like, ah, no, Soul Bomba. No, I think Bamba. you put it in the group. I think you put it in the group. So, yeah. yeah. I was freaking out. I love Soul Bomba. <laughs> he's he's 34, but he plays like a 25-year-old, you know? 
That's going to be me. He's he's definitely Cardiff's best player. Like That's concerning. A 34-year-old footballer on a oh, very concerning. side, I mean, that's 100% concerning. Yeah, that is I mean, Alex, maybe Colin Patterson, the guy, the other goal scorer, but I mean, I'll be the first one to eat crow as you uh, as you put it and say I mean, early in the season just after a couple of games in preseason watching a few of their games last year in the championship, I just kind of thought like this team doesn't have enough talent to stay in front of people like the very basic things you need to do in the Premier League. And I just thought the the, the the talent every single week would be able to outclass them. And it hasn't been the case. They've won. That's their second game that they've won at home. Yeah, they've gotten piped a few times uh, so far. But I, I think my, my my worst team in Premier League history statement was uh, a bit of an over uh, an overshot. Uh, the, we, Javier and I went and looked up the actual like stats for Darby the worst team. And I, I remember them. I, I remember them. Not that I remember like Darby being like a, a, any good at all that season, but I just remember them. I thought they had more points than they did. Right. Some of the, like the low point marks set in the Premier League are absolutely awful. Like when Barnsley used to be in the league in the nineties, Darby, as you mentioned, Watford and Sheffield United have had really bad seasons in the last decade where they finished with like fourteen or fifteen points. Cardiff already have more points than that Darby team. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's so. with so much of the season left to go. I, I think it's only appropriate that I say that their their home form against teams of equal or even a little bit better quality, they could be able to get some draws yeah, and wins out of. They can, they can, they got some heart. They were the best defensive team in the championship last year. That's yeah, got to count such for a basic, It's such a basic league in terms of like how they attack. If but, you can, but, but it is really hard to balls. defend well in that league. It is hard. It's not. It's not. Well, most yeah, teams are attacking teams, because teams are usually so like chaotic with how right. they try to like get early balls into the box and take advantage of uh, teams being out of uh, position when they first lose the ball. No one's really trying to play through them, and that's what most of the good teams in the Premier League are trying to do. And it's a bit of a different challenge to get used to. Also, Neil Warnock. I mean, he's uh, he's 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 a specialist at getting teams up, but at not not keeping them in the Premier League. You know, he's relegated a bunch of teams before. So... There's a boner joke in there somewhere. <laughs> so I think <laughs> somebody had to say it. Uh, but I, Javier, I know what you're trying to say. Um, I agree with you, and if you think that. Neil Warnock gets fired before the end of the year and or this Cardiff team still gets relegated. Um, Huddersfield, let's jump down to the rest of the Saturday slate, which uh, shockingly, none of us got a proper result except for the 1230 game. We'll get to that. Um, but all the, uh, the, the 7 a.m. game, the 10 a.m. games, no positive results from us. Huddersfield drawing 1-1 with uh, West Ham. Leicester and Burnley getting a 0-0 draw. Leicester's first game at home since the uh, death of the owner. And their first first game they haven't scored. Uh, that it, until right now it's just uh Spurs I believe who've scored in every single game. Oh no no Spurs yeah Spurs have scored in every single game. So I think it, it, before it was Leicester and Spurs. Spurs are now the last team who have scored in every single game they've played this season. Newcastle getting another win two one over Bournemouth. That's good news for Rafa Benitez's men. Southampton drawing 1-1 with Watford. Surprising result for Watford there. And then Spurs getting a 1-0 result against Crystal Palace on the road. Both Alex and I had this uh, correct. Foyth, who retained his spot in the Spurs lineup, getting the goal in the 66th minute. How did you guys feel about Spurs? I'm going to start with Alex. Can we not? <laughs> I didn't watch this one. Then let's go to I was too busy watching. I was too busy watching Der Klassiker. That's fair. <laughs> and I, I, I literally did not because there were so many uh, games Sunday I thought, that I literally didn't get a chance. I thought to again, back and watch like it. it was. I mean, Spurs had a ton of chances in this game, and it easily could have been. Um, 
more like uh, there there could have been an, another goal, but Spurs didn't play well, and Southampton had a couple chances of their own that they missed. Especially sorry, Crystal Palace. Especially um, who's that striker that came on for them? Um, Sorloff. Sorloff. <laughs> Sorloff. He had, a, he had he had just an open goal, and the guy just so predictable. I mean, it was it was awful. All he had to do was tap it in, and the guy just somehow somehow sky, skies it. Like no, he put it straight at Lori's. And he let he had not only the far post to to aim for, but also. Uh, like I think you have post. another chance, but yeah, that Are right. You, I'm, there, there was one where he put it straight at him. Yeah. Well, the main Sorloff chance, like when he was one v one off of like a deflected ball that hit one of the defenders and he just bounced to him at the top of the eighteen yard box. I think that was like in the second half, like just after Spurs had gone ahead, right? Like, just after Palace were like bearing down on Tottenham's goal for the last like twenty minutes, like trying to get back into it, but like. They don't have. They have no quality going top. forward. They don't other have than anything. Zaha, which top. Yeah. it's not. It's not a new take, obviously. And I don't know if any of you, either either of you guys mentioned that Zaha was missing for this game. But you know, they they played with Andrus Townsend and uh, Jordan Ayew up there, and it's like every every player that the, the Palace gets to sort of uh, I don't want to say be like a wingman to Zaha, but like provide something else uh, other than Zaha. Whether it's Townsend or Ayu or I didn't know Sorloff before, but it seems like all these players get worse as soon as they get to Palace. And they used to, like, Ayu used to be like a pretty serviceable, right? Pretty good like, player forward for slash yeah. winger for Swansea. He was a pretty good player. You're thinking of his. You're thinking of Andre. Oh, his Ayu, brother. His bro- this is Jordan. His Blue, brother's better. Swansea. Yeah, Andre's gone to uh, I think Fenerbahce right now. I thought they were both at. Or no, they're not both there. No, Andre Ayu is in Turkey right now uh, for oh, Fenerbahce. Okay. I think they always are uh, moving. But, <laughs> Yeah, they move like every other – like every window basically. Right. So just got to get used to it at this point. But yeah, Ayu is far worse of a player than he was at Swansea. Townsend, I mean he's been there for a couple of years now. But I've never really thought of him as like an actual like goal threat like consistently for a couple of years now ever since he had that good season at Newcastle. So they've got to get something else, something else, someone else who can provide some sort of goal threat. Well, they tried. They, they did start Max Meyer, who, I mean, he was supposed to be the big coup for Crystal Palace. and He's like the link in midfield. He's not the goal scorer. Like, he's he's got goals in him, but... They really need to go spend, you know, $30 million and, and, and maybe... Oh, on, buy- on, on, a, on a player like Christian Benteke? No, yeah. no, I mean, go and buy... That's another one. Go and buy a young striker in the Italian league or the German league, you know, who, who's who's scoring a bunch of goals and, and try and bring them to the Premier League. I, I think that this team is going to need a signing in January because they, they, they're definitely in trouble, you know? First they're of all, it's, definitely it's going to be... It's going to be hard to get a player like that out of Italy. Like, it just is right now. Like, the Italian players, are their their cost is moving up if they're scoring goals. Yeah, definitely. Because definitely. a lot of them – because at the end of the day, you, you got to remember that a lot of the young players who start breaking out are, like, co-owned by, like, Milan, Inter, Juve, or Napoli. And then you got to buy them out of that and buy them out of for whatever club. Like, that, that's not going to happen. If they're going to assign a player, it's probably going to be from France. Like, let's let's cut the shit and call it what it is. Like, it's France or Germany. That's where you're going right. to get them from. I mean, they just signed Sorloth in January yeah. from some Danish club, and he's <sighs> fallen was, flat ugh. on his face. I've never been more confident of a player missing a 1v1 than when he got that chance we were talking about. Like, he he, he, he messes up every big chance he gets. Voice getting the winner, um, I thought was... I mean, it like pretty pretty good for him. Obviously, after he scored, conceded those two penalties last week, but I didn't. I was looking at the bench and I didn't see any other center backs. So I think they're just being forced to play him. Um, I'm 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 guessing everything I read from Spurs Twitter on Saturday because I also didn't miss this match. I also missed this match just with stuff for work. 
Um, it's this was a, just another performance where they didn't play well, but they got the result. Right. Like again, like, and, and I don't know how they keep doing this, but it's. I mean, it's frustrating. It's it is really frustrating, frustrating. Where it's like, because like I don't know if I'm we all like, hate Spurs on this podcast. I, I don't know if I'm supposed to be praising Maurizio Pochettino for like. Getting, I think for the time being, sure. Getting a result when you're not playing well, but it's been like every week. So it's like, I, I don't know. How it's like, keep... right. It's like, how long can this continue? And like, you're going to keep, like, these next three games are massive. These next three games are Chelsea, Inter, Arsenal. Yeah, that's Chelsea, it. Is, is Chelsea away? No, Chelsea at, no, home. at home. Chelsea at home, Inter uh, at home, and then Arsenal away. So these are three huge games for them that if they don't go you know, win two of those, then they're probably in trouble. So, uh, like... Well, they need to win the Champions League game. Right. They have to win the Champions League game, and they need to win one of the two Premier League games, you know? Yeah. yeah or go draw-draw. Uh, I mean, even draw-draw isn't great. So, yeah, anyway, I mean, well, well, we'll see how they do next week. We'll we'll talk about them more next week. Let's jump over to Sunday. Busy Sunday. Uh, Liverpool started off the day with a 2-0 victory over Fulham that leads them back into second place. Mohamed Salah in the 41st and Jordan Shakiri on an absolute peach of a ball from Andy Robertson. Great game from him. Thought it was a great game from Fabinho as well. Shakiri played well, who returned to the starting 11. Uh, but there's a couple things we need to talk about here. Uh, we could talk about the quote-unquote... Why didn't you score five goals on Fulham? That's what I want to talk about. I mean, I told you. I think I put three nil down because I, this is the type of performance. I know I you actually. You were the closest one. We. I, I think I said five or four. Alex, you said five, right? I said five. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Andrew actually was pretty close. Fulham stopped play. There's a couple things I do want to address in this game. First of all, there's the what led to Liverpool's first goal, and then the second thing is just Fulham's overall play in the second half. Uh, to start, so if you haven't seen the, what happened, um, Fulham had a corner. Um, or a free oh, kick. Oh yeah, and and it was a close call for offsides. They put the ball down quickly, and Allison like booted it up the field, and Salah gets behind the Fulham defense and scores a goal. So there were some people saying that the call could have been offsides. There's some people also saying that if VAR would have brought the whole play back because the ball wasn't moving or the ball was. Is still in motion when Allison kicked it to. Salah. It was. It yeah. was. Take, well, take it. Take it that to the part, next level. That part and did say happen. If VAR, if VAR was in use here, uh, Liverpool's goal wouldn't have uh, stood at all for the lone fact that that uh, Fulham chance would have and Fulham goal would have gone to like, VAR. Stopped play. Right. It would have to, gone to VAR. VAR. So and, and, this, and then you put on top of that what you just mentioned, and I, it's obviously VAR not not being used, and I think it's a little bit of a home field advantage for Liverpool. That just happens in the in these games. I agree with that, but I tweeted it out, and like I'll take uh, I like I still think Liverpool would have won that game if they even if oh they definitely you guys still would have won. Yeah. But this is two weeks in a row that a major decision that should have gone to VAR has affected Liverpool Football Club. Last week it was the goal against Arsenal that got taken away. This week it was a goal for for Fulham that got taken away. And for both teams that are on a ton of pressure right now, Fulham's in trouble in terms of the relegation battle and Liverpool's chasing a historically great Manchester City team. Both Well, I mean, calls- take it take it broader than that, not just in a Liverpool perspective. But last week we were talking about three or four different games with multiple instances right, of there was VAR so many, could there have was, been used. And also this, this week, week 
This week, the Watford Southampton game, which we didn't have time to cover, but that was marred with two or three huge, huge uh, just, fuck ups that oh could have like could have just been easily Charlie Austin's goal. VAR. There was absolutely nothing wrong with, and they called Chalibus it off. penalty called that would have had Bertrand, uh, try, uh, Ryan Bertrand sent off in that Watford game. That was that was before they went up two uh, 0 It would have changed the, the tide of the game and given a penalty to Watford in the first half. There, there's there's huge repercussions to these calls and no calls. And I mean, the, the only the only direction we can go in is towards VAR. Like, I, I can't wait for it to. I mean, apparently effect. they're they're saying they want to rush it in Champions League. That they're just gonna they 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 said they weren't gonna do it this year, but they're thinking of just implementing it. Just kind of they probably should just for the knockout rounds. Starting the I knockout agree. round. I agree. I agree. I don't I agree. care if it's not perfect I, and they make. I don't mistakes, know if I would like, want it for the Premier League though. Mid season, I would want them to wait until next season to. Bring I mean, it yeah, the, the, the FA is not gonna ever. The do MLS that. implemented it halfway through the season. Yeah, like, but the MLS is that's crazy. stupid. Right. The MLS no, is it's crazy. just like it was the way the calendar played out for them because they do have the All Star break. But sure, but then you bring up uh, a question of fairness for the first half of games were adjudicated completely differently to the second half of games. It's kind of you know I could understand if teams that get relegated were like, hold up, if we had had VAR the whole season, we might not have gotten relegated. That's bullshit. That's, <laughs> so that's fair. That, uh, that's what I would want to avoid. Let's jump back to this actual game because I do want to just talk about. It. So I. I was a little disappointed again in Liverpool not being as sharp as they usually are. They they did not convert on all the chances they had here. Um, but I also want to talk about Fulham just did not come out in the second half. Like they weren't, they just they yeah. weren't trying to play to do anything. They I'm not going to say like they sat back and defended because they defended for most of the game. That's what you're going to most teams are going to doing at Anfield, but. They just didn't seem like they gave a shit at all. There, there wasn't enough pressing on on their part. I thought they played really well, to I, be honest. I was really disappointed I, in the second half. Like I, I just like I didn't, I didn't seem like they like they were down two 0 They almost scored but they a goal they in had half. they had two of like the five best chances of the game. Yeah, but none no, of them came the in the Cessin, second half. The Cessignon oh, chance. Cessignon chats, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say Sherlock was one of the five best chances, but it was a good look at goal from like about 20 yards out. And then obviously the Mitrovic goal. They would have thought of those two chances, they should have scored one or two of those and hopefully played defensively well for the rest of the game. I thought they were really good where they, they, they did have to have Sherla and Sessignon come back really deep to cover the wide areas for the back four playing basically inside their own box. But Mitrovic kind of made up for it with like his hold-up play, and he was kind of able to use his strength to keep the defenders off him and get buy enough time for his teammates to get forward. And I haven't really seen that much of him from him uh, in the past. That's one of the reasons that Rafa Benitez got rid of him. So uh, that, that's kind of a cool evolution to see from Mitrovic, and it, it's just good to see Fulham like make an adjustment and actually play sort of well for spells in a game because. For the last, people might be forgetting, but for the last five or six games, there's been nothing going good for them defensively, and nothing on the other end either in terms of uh, attacking output. So it does to help shore up relatively one end of the field, even if it costs you scoring goals at the other, I think it's a, a pretty good uh, trade off. It does help when Alfie Mawson comes back to the lineup. Yeah, for Mawson, sure. Odoi, was, they yeah. had Chambers in midfield, which was kind of weird, and he actually probably could have been sent off for that. Uh, who was that challenge on? I uh, can't remember, oh, but there was so, there was a challenge he had that he just put his cleat directly down on a Liverpool player's. Oh, it was, it was Salah. Like, it was Salah. Yeah, he absolutely destroyed Salah. I remember. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, um, secret agent Chambers yeah. <laughs> trying to injure Salah for Arsenal. Nah, I, I get. Um, I was really happy with Fabinho's play. I thought he 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 was actually starting to get those balls in between the line. Um, 
So looking forward to seeing how that continues. Let's jump over to Chelsea's nil-nil draw with Everton. Is that just cue Alex? Cue Alex, are you disappointed? Alex, are you happy? Alex, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. You know, it's... I'm kind of mad I, I didn't see this one. Like, I feel like this was like... This you was... did see this one. We watched this together. <laughs> no, 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 I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying I didn't see that you were going to draw this. Like, I, oh, I was okay. more confident you, in you than I should have been. And like, Andrew, Andrew at least got the draw result correct. So like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I kind of, I kind of should have seen one, this coming. One thing that you could probably swing either way, positively or negatively, is that Chelsea aren't going to lose many games this season. But right. the games we don't, the games we like don't win, like it, they're all going to be nil nil draws. We've seen the the West Ham game a couple weeks ago or like a month or so ago, and this one where Chelsea have so much control and possession that you know teams are still getting good chances, but it's so few of them that like unless you're like one of the most clinical teams in the league, like I'm sure we'll come up against with City in the future. That can take those four or five chances, uh, then you just it's you're gonna have like thirty percent. You have a hard time. You're gonna have a really really hard time, and so like the game kind of played out the way most Chelsea games had this season, where for the first like ten to twenty five minutes it was like shaky as hell from us. Grew into it, got more and more possession, just sort of started slowly choking the life out of them, and just the 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 ball didn't bounce the right way at the end of the day. I I, I truly believe that as I. As I looked at it more and more, the Yeri Mina Morata clash should have been a penalty. I don't care. I don't care. I, you I mean, don't give no Morata a penalty. No one's, no one's asking. No one's asking you to care. I'm just saying it should have been a penalty. Well, if you well, go back and watch it, well, that's cool. It's because, one of those ones uh, that's like, cool. You still don't give it to him ever because he dove another three times that game. So it doesn't matter. I don't. It doesn't matter. Even if should it, that matter? Even if it would have been a soft call, should it that matter? Been should so, it even if it was a soft instance? penalty, yeah. No, it does matter. It does matter. You don't give I mean, cheaters if he, penalties. If he dove, if I that's your reputation, if that's your reputation, then you then that's good. You should not be given a penalty there. I'm if, glad. Maybe maybe that'll stop him from diving now. If that's probably if, not. He's, won't. he's a shitty it player. Won't. It won't. Yeah. Calm down. It no, won't. I hate the guy, and I hate that Alex is trying to like defend <laughs> he got, it. He got he got called off sides five times, which is inexcusable. I, I absolutely despise him. I don't understand how he was a 70 million pound player. Oh, I'm not defending I'm not, it's defend I'm not defending his performance. What I'm saying is that if he really dove three times, then he should have gotten sent off. He should. I, it was unreal that he didn't get a yellow card. Like, he ended up getting a yellow card because he was screaming his head off at the ref, but he should have been sent off that game. Alvaro Morata should have been sent off. All I'm saying is in the isolated incident, uh, there have been penalties given for less. And I would challenge anyone to go back and watch it. As I watched it with Javier, and we were kind of like, we were kind of both pissed off at Morata because overall he was having a terrible game. As you said, Javier, who's throwing himself on the ground every other time he got touched, just as like he sometimes tends to do. But then uh, the, the the penalty came and I just kind of dismissed it as like, oh, that's, uh, he just dove again, whatever. And then I went back and watched it. And, you know, Yerimina has got his, his hand on Morata's neck. He's blocking Morata from getting to the ball. He's not even looking at the ball, and he's running into Morata. I know, I Morata. saw that. It's, it's a penalty. And, no, you know, no, 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 but, then, but other, then hold on. But then what happened chances. afterward? Yeah, but that what doesn't happened matter. Afterward? He just threw himself the on the ground. Incident. Okay, okay, but, okay, but like you've seen— He you've threw himself seen, on the ground yes. to embellish it. Okay, but you've seen numerous times in the Premier League, and I've seen, I've seen you make this excuse to me before too when, when penalties haven't been given to players who've embellished things like that. Like that never – you never get a penalty for that ever. You know what I mean? Like I've never seen – If you seen, don't embellish? Yeah. No, I'm saying I'm saying when you when you, when you you just go right. down theatrically like that, you're never oh, going to get no. a penalty. Like, no, I, would, I would say the opposite. I would say the opposite. I if would you're going, also say the opposite. If, if there is contact, 
even if that contact is not like strong enough to put you down on the ground, it can still be a foul. And the only way to get a referee's attention, to get him to pay attention to the fact that you've just been fouled, is to go down. I think that's very different from starting to go down before anyone's touched you. That is diving to me. And it's just it's just the realistic facts of the game. You can try and play it off as like, oh, those players are like skirting the line between diving and not. But I mean, it's you know, it's, it's they have pathetic. to do what they have to do it's to pathetic. get a penalty. I, I mean, I think it's pathetic players who do Marata that. Marta was pathetic because the best players, the best players of all time, don't do that. You know, who the best players said, of the, none of us have ever said that Marata was going to be a best player. Yeah, Marata will not be one yeah, of the best players. Like, of all no, time. but okay, okay, but okay, but we're talking about one game. Okay, but he's your record signing. No, he's not. Marata is. Oh, and right, like, Kepa and, broke and like, it. And like, but he was your record right, signing all, before first Kepa. Of all, first of all, who gives a shit about the money? I'm like, just saying. No, like, no. You pay that much I for a player. Like, the guys- about, I don't give a shit if a player is signed for, for $10 million or, or $25 million. He should go out there and fucking play hard and, and not dive. Whether he's a record signing or not, is, is, it's, it's inconsequential. It makes it adds nothing to this, this, to this argument. It does not make your side any better. It's, it's a fact. I, I, I want to move on from this because I, I want to talk about the game outside of just w- three or four moments. One Rata. penalty decision, yeah, sure. Like, well, there I, wasn't I, too much in this game well, outside that, of that, to be honest. Can, yeah, there was a I, lot. Yeah, there was. There a lot of good- I just wrote a report online that the whole reason that part of the reason things didn't work out was because Everton pressed uh, – and Jorginho, really hard. How did you feel about that, Alex? Like, did you feel he got enough opportunity to kind of like kickstart Chelsea's engine? Well, that kind of like has the connotation that like Jorginho didn't play well. He oh, got the I, I early yellow that. card. I didn't say that. No, but like it's like it kind of to me it kind of sounds like Everton pressured Jorginho and that helped them stop Chelsea. I, I thought like David Luiz made far more mistakes at the back, which kind of become used to, and Jorginho had to end up uh, taking that yellow card for uh, which probably could have been a red card if VAR had been in use. That's a, that's another one that. Uh, kind of was overlooked, but he he had to dive into that challenge because David Luiz had a terrible giveaway on a simple uh, like play at the back kind of uh, part of possession that uh, Sigurdsson was able to get in the way of. Just there are more chances in this game than I think uh, most people's memory will uh, will will recall because there was multiple Marcus Alonso chances. He hit the bar once very late in the second half. Eden Hazard only started really growing to the game in the second half. Second half, we were honestly borderline dominant. There were no real chances for Everton. Marco Silva was saying how how sort of disgusted he was with their ability, like on the ball in the second half, and. Uh, we were honestly unlucky not to win. It wasn't like the West Ham game where I felt like we were lucky to get out of there with a nil-nil draw. It was a it was a nil-nil where you were like, okay, we, that's something to build off of. We just got unlucky. All right, let's jump over to Arsenal, who drew one-one with Wolves. Early goal from Cavalero and Mkhitaryan late in the game. Um, I do have. I mean, we did. I, I know you mentioned earlier that uh, Lacazette coming off injured, but Javier, how do you feel about Arsenal letting down Danny Welbeck? Could they promise they were going to give it a win for on on Sunday? I read a report that did they did they promise him? Yeah, they promised Danny Welbeck. That was a that was a very media loaded like reporter question right there. That was how do you feel? Only only someone only you could come up with a question like that, Andrew. Yeah, I know. That's that's why. See, I feel like I'm Jose Mourinho at a press conference right now. Like you're just needling me. You're like, you know, how did that performance go, Jose? How did you like you know that losing to Pep three one this week? How did how did you how did you feel about letting down letting down Danny Welbeck? I mean, the guy's injured again. He okay. needs all the positive support in the world right. he can get. Like this you- game, this game, this was supposed to be the bounce back game. 
I'm I'm a little bit bummed we have four straight draws. Yeah, four straight draws. In all competitions. In all competitions. Actually, Three no, in the because you had you had the win in the league cup. You had the win in the league. Oh, win sure, but cup. I don't count that. Okay, yeah, okay. Sure. That, uh, yeah. Just making sure. Just, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that win. But like, okay. But we've basically had like in, in, in four in our four games that have mattered, we've had four draws, right? Um that's not not great. Uh, before that, we hadn't drawn a game game all season, so it's kind of weird that like we went from like either just winning, just winning every game, to maybe this is just like our luck that we weren't playing that well, you know, and we were winning games. Maybe now we're still not playing that well, and now we're starting to see these draws coming. Um, playing not playing well is an understatement. You guys now you guys now sucked. that was that's we were we were not great, but Wolves were at it. Wolves were fantastic defensively. I mean... 28% of the possession, and they had 1.92 expected goals to Arsenal's 0.9. That's what I'm saying. They, they Crazy. That's the first 28% time... 28% possession? That was definitely Jesus. the best defensive performance against us all season. Better than Manchester yeah. City, better than, better than Liverpool, better than anybody else who's played against us this year. So, I mean, th- like, I was pretty damn impressed with Wolves, and, like, I have to admit, like, I definitely underestimated them, like... Um, you know, Andrew was Andrew called this result, and like, yeah, first time Andrew called an Arsenal result all season. But um, you know, you got one finally, Andrew. Is that finally, accurate? Andrew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you always call, you have always tried to call an upset. And, you know, uh, that's fake news. Like I picked Arsenal to win most of those games. I just didn't get the score result right. Yeah, I, like, yeah, but that's what matters. Like, that's don't what use matters. the Javier excuse. Yeah, Javier exactly, tries that every exactly. week. Yeah, like don't don't come at me with like like. I accurately portray Arsenal the best on this podcast. Like that's a that's just a fact. No, you're you're you it's definitely 100. don't. Oh, definitely. Like am you, I you level definitely have a bias toward is, Arsenal. Oh, and I'm the I'm the opposite. I predict Arsenal to draw almost every week, and I actually right. had a win this week, so I'm never going to trust Arsenal. Again. Yeah, you you're also you're the worst at predicting Arsenal <laughs> results. You actually just have no clue. Hey, I'm I had not, the result right last this, week against Liverpool, one one. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> I'm not on this podcast to predict Arsenal hot, to, to predict everything Arsenal. Like that's your job. Like like stop but, evaluating me doing your do, job. Do you guys want a hot take about uh Granite Shaka? I have a hot take about Wolves, so I would love to hear your Shaka hot take. It, it's probably not it's actually not a hot take, it's more of a dig. Oh, Granite Shaka. Granite Shaka is to Arsenal's <sighs> midfield what David Luiz is to Chelsea's backline. To what yeah. Dayon Lovren used to be for Liverpool when he used to play. Okay, Dan Lovren is at least salvageable. I think these two players, Louise and Xhaka, like we all know at this point, they have great performances in them, and they bring them sometimes in great moments, like Xhaka did against our, uh, against Liverpool last week, and David Louise did against I think it was Liverpool earlier this season. Uh, but they also have terrible fucking howlers in them that just cost you right, any chance that, of winning the game. He just it's, let it's, the it's ball. It's not worth it at this level of competition. He just let the ball go by him, like yeah. he did, like a dummy fake. To a Wolves player, and then they right. scored off of that. Like, what? Like, and he was, didn't put a tackle in in was, the attempt. To, right, he didn't uh, even try and the recover goal. the ball. He just stood watching as he uh, watching his mistake, which right. is like, if you're a coach, like, wouldn't you freak out if that happened? Like, I'm sure Emery just <coughs> grilled him after that. So. I'm sure he won't be playing in the next game. I'm I he shouldn't be at least. You got you ready for my Wolves hot take? Go for it. So I was super excited about Wolves attacking coming into this season. Like I looked I looked at their front line and the way that they played last year and all the Portuguese and dynamic players and then you bring in uh Jimenez and I was like, Oh, this you know, we might see like a good amount of goals from this team. They might beat up like 
a bunch of lower level teams in the Premier League. Um, I've been more impressed with their defense so far, which a defense that has Connor Cody playing in the center of a back three. Dude, that guy's a beast, man. I don't know, like you're you're kind of saying that, like I mean, I didn't know who he was before this season, but from what I've seen this year, he was a Liverpool reject. He was a youth player who like wasn't cut out for the squad. Oh, because you actually know who he is. Okay, yeah. I mean, I didn't know who he was. I I don't think he's anything special. I think he's how old is he? Like twenty two or twenty three? No, he's older. He's he's his mid twenties. Mid twenties. He's been. He okay. has not – he didn't re- – like, he was a Brent, – Brendan Rodgers rejected him from Liverpool. Gotcha. Okay. Like, like, let's – hey. You know, I'm like – He's the I'm, captain now. Yeah. Well, he was the captain down when they were in the championship. Um, he, had, he had been in there long before the ownership, like the new ownership group that brought in all these players and has the relationship with uh, Jorge, Jorge Mendes. He's 25. He's 1993. So he's just as old as I am, which is depressing. But um, – yeah. No, Kylian Mbappe is depressing. Okay, yeah, let's get that straight. Yeah, that's also true. Very, <laughs> also very accurate. Uh, yeah, no, I again just impressed with with Wolves. I've kind of been saying this all year, but um, they're still on the market for a striker, and I still think they need one because I think they had a few chances in this game. I know we. How talked, dare you? I know. Raúl Jiménez is a god. He's okay, but <laughs> he has so many assists this year. He's killing it for my fantasy team. That's he had the great. assist for our, for the great. first goal to, for the. Yeah, goal, go ahead, goal against Arsenal. That's great, but uh, I'd rather my striker be scoring goals than assists, personally. But that's just—I I mean, I don't think they need to get like an out-and-out center forward. I think they're the, the players they bought have to develop a little bit more, and that may be asking a bit too much of uh, Berkshire. Uh, what's his name? Uh, not Berkshire Traore, the other Adama Traore. Yeah. It's too many Traores in yeah, football. There's, there's a lot. Uh, Diego Hota was a player that we were all kind of high on going into this season. He hasn't really uh, he hasn't lived up anything. to it so far. Yeah. Uh, Helder Costa has like looked good, but he's uh, he good. he's, hasn't got the end product quite yet. So there's like a there's a deep seated sort of goal last uh, week. So I think you know sure, but I'm saying yeah. there's like a deep seated uh, wastefulness in how they take their chances at least so far this season. That uh, it hasn't been destructive for them, but they would be in a much much better place if uh, they were able to take even like half of those chances. All right, let's go to the main event, which was Manchester City's 3-1 victory over Manchester United. David Silva in the 12th minute, Sergio Aguero in the in the 48th minute, uh, Anthony Martial from the spot in the 58th minute, and then Ilkay Gundogan in the 86th, which was just an absolute absurdly beautiful goal. Um, but first things first, most importantly, how did you guys feel about Sergio Aguero's hair? Most importantly? Yeah, that was definitely it's definitely the most important thing that came out of this game. <laughs> I I don't hate it. Yeah, it's know? not bad. It it, it, remi- it makes me, you know, he's he's he it makes me like think of him more of like a wolf, you know. He, um, he's that type, he's like a predator. He looks like a gym character from a fucking Pokemon game. Like- cool. That's even better. <laughs> I'm all here for it. That's he's a gym leader. Great. <laughs> I'm I'm in for it. Uh his goal was the most stereotypically Sergio Aguero goal I think I've ever seen him score. That's yep. my favorite kind of goal he scores, just the near post, just blast it as hard as you can. Somehow it still gets through De Gea. It, it was it was fantastic to watch. Uh, I'm just going to be the first one to bring up the crazy stat of this game, the first 12 minutes stat that Man City had 96 passes in the first 12 minutes before scoring their, their goal. Uh, in that time, United had six completed passes. What? The first 12 minutes. First 12 minutes. Can you imagine being a United player? Just like... City had 642 accurate passes. How many do you think United had? They, I just 
watched or saw the stat. I think it was like 490 or Th- something like 319. that. 319. Like, Jesus. Like, yeah, City had 65% <laughs> possession, but they doubled the amount of touches on the ball, which is just... I mean, the fact is, once we saw Paul Pogba wasn't fit for this game, no one gave United any chance. Nope. And then when you saw that the midfield three, three they chose... 3-1 was very flattering for United. Pretty, pretty they flattering, had a good, yeah. They had some decent time. They had that... All right. All right, let me back that up. They had about a yeah, 50, I was about to say, calm down there. About, Whatever you're about what to you, do, you, calm down. <laughs> I got excited. I got excited because like people were talking too positively about City, and then I remembered that I was about to defend United, and I was like, nope, nope, can't no, go there. No, 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 don't go there. Don't go yeah, there. Don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't go there. <laughs> um, uh, th- there was like a 15-minute period in the second half, right around the time when Martial like, scored that goal, where like they looked like – I don't think that they were really going to – ever equalize but they were challenging united the city more than yeah. they did the rest of the game like it was one one 15 minute period where they were like okay where the rest of the but game still yeah. during that 15 minute period it's not like they were the ones in control of the game oh, like no. fighting to get back into it they were feeding off scraps the entire game from what man city chose to give them oh yeah which was basically nothing the one shot on goal they had in the entire game was the penalty that like that's that tells you all you need to know along with the passing statistics. Uh, the, the midfield three, I was going to say, with uh, Matic, Herrera, and uh, Fellaini, they, they weren't like mobile enough or have like the work rate oh, to, disgusting to, midfield. to get anywhere near <laughs> like, Men City's midfield Can you imagine three. playing with that midfield in FIFA? You'd just be like... I, like You'd have a better we, chance in FIFA, I, I agree. in all honesty. I agree. You'd have a better chance because it's just not realistic in this day and age, especially against like a peak Pep Guardiola team. To expect your team to just sort of sit that deep and not be able to pounce on those entry passes that like the back line and deep midfielders make from Man City. No, Matic and Fellaini aren't fast enough or agile enough to like stop uh, David Silva or Bernardo Silva from getting on the ball in those situations. It was a bloodbath, man. Yeah. I, I think that also, I mean, as well as Aguero was playing and as nice as that goal was, and I was, uh, he's on my fantasy team and I've had him all season. And every time that Pep takes him off in the 60th or 65th minute, I just, I rage. Cause like, I know how much, I know how much strikers score in the last like 20 minutes of games, especially Aguero. And like, he always seems to get taken off when he's playing well, but Pep knows what he's doing. He brought him on for Gundogan. As soon as he was brought on, I mean, City, City just, Became even more dominant. He gets the the third goal, the forty four pass move. I, I mean, <sighs> Pep was right. That Pep was right. I mean, Aguero was now. Aguero was. I mean, Aguero was furious to be taken off the pitch. But I mean, when you see the guy who comes on you comes on for you score the goal, then you just kind of got to go. Well, I guess my coach was right. You know. And, and it's not and like I mean, he's like been called up for the Argentine national team or anything like that. Like, there's nothing going on in the next two weeks for Aguero. And 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 I think what you gotta what you gotta see there is, I mean, what, what's what's can can this can this Manchester City team? I think they're obviously going to win the league. Can they win the Champions League this year? I mean, once De- Kevin De Bruyne comes back, gets fully fit, I, I think they can. I think this is like this could be their year. You know? Okay, my question again, who goes out of that lineup? Because right now, that's their best lineup, yeah, the one they played against United. Uh, I mean, I would obviously put De Bruyne back in, but I'm struggling to think which one of um, David Silva ugh. and Bernardo Silva goes Bernardo, back in. Bernardo, obviously, but like, no, you're not happy. No, I don't, think it's, oh, no. You think I don't Dav- think it's obvious. Da- David Silva's playing unreal right now. Uh, he is, I but Bernardo, Bernardo Silva is he's the future. I think he's Bernardo's playing better than David special. Silva. Cristiano Ronaldo once said, I think it was two or three years ago, 
when asked, are, are, do you worry about the time when you have to retire for Portugal? He just said, no, we have Bernardo Silva. We'll be fine. Yeah. Kids Bernardo is, Silva's special. He's really good. The kid's a stud, an absolute stud. And I fucking hate that he's at Manchester City. Um, I, all right, Javier, going back to your Champions League question, because I do want to answer it real quick. Um, we talked about it, I think, post-pod last week. If there's the only way City can't be expected at this point, I think, to win the Champions League is if there's, like, an injury to Fernandinho and or, and or, but most likely probably both, also Aderson. If there's, if, if, like, if they lost Fernandinho and Aderson to, like, season-ending injuries, I think that's, like, the only way we probably don't see City, at least in the semifinals of the Champions League. Yeah, and if they get to the semifinals, like... There's got to be odds-on favorite to win, even if Barca, uh, Bayern, you know. Let's watch. Well, uh, no, you got to watch out for Juve still. You got to watch out for Barca. Yeah. Um, I just, I just think that this City team. I mean, these those other teams have somewhat struggled in the league. I guess Juve hasn't. Juve, Juve's perfect, aren't they? Yeah, they have the best start in Serie A history. Well, they've dropped points once in the draw, but oh, they just had a draw. Okay, they, so they've not won. They've anymore. won like twenty eight of thirty. PSG are points. perfect, but that's like okay. Who cares, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, Even Bleacher Report, Report put up a meme the other day of like of of like PSG players going on break for international break, and it was all of them like photoshopped into like farmer stuff. So like Neymar was like holding a chicken, and somebody else was like plowing a field. <laughs> And it was like all in the whole like if they play farmers every weekend. I was dying. I for, I, th- I forgot to post it to the ghost goal story. I would I, love to hear where that uh hear where that farmers league like oh you haven't heard that originally. Oh, I've heard it a million times. Oh, yeah, I just have I don't know stat, where, where the stat boosting league like Cavani's just like you know scoring hat tricks every week. <laughs> well, so was Latan. Right, right. Zlatan left PSG, their all-time leading goal scorer, and like Cavani's been there like just as many years as he was, and he's there too. Hey, it's made Memphis Depay look good again. Okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, any final thoughts on the weekend before we head off? We're gonna get Varin. I yes. know we already said that, but like, it's Var. how many conversations could we just cut out of the pod immediately if Var was in there? If, yeah, <laughs> like literally, probably. 15, right, they're like, wouldn't be right. Also, just like percent. Of this no, pod is probably all a lot on, more. I think it's closer to fifteen. Um, I'm so happy. Well, that's Nabi, their fault, yeah. Javier. It's yeah. not ours. Yeah, they make yeah. us talk about it. Yeah, I'm so happy that Nabi Kate is back. Uh, very, very excited for that. I'm not excited for international break. Um, so, uh, thank you. United, United have a good run of fixtures coming up. So, like, like tough run or like no, no, like an easy run. Like they had a t- their tough run already. So. They've come out of it not great, but pretty scathed. Pretty scathed, yeah. Pretty, <laughs> pretty scathed, but pretty much yeah, I just re- realized. We but didn't I don't think Mourinho's in like immediate danger, right? I don't think like I think right now going into Christmas the Juve he'll win be buys fine. Some time. I think the Juve I think win buys some time. Yeah, I think absolutely. he'll be fine going into Christmas, and he's going to get to the end of the season. Well, I mean, Christmas is the backbreaker because obviously, as you know, there's so many games during that time that like. Yeah. There's just more chances for you to fuck up and be more like 12 points back from City, uh, 12 games into the season. That gap, I think, is only going to grow. It's not. I don't okay. think it's going to get any any theory, smaller. Do theory you guys think? here. Would it be in United's benefit to actually finish third in their group? Because 
Then no. they could go to Europa and possibly win Europa, and that would be an actual way to get Champions League next year. I think. Or do you think just Europa getting out of the group stage because you get a ton of money for getting out of the group stage is 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 like worth it enough to that that like you know whatever the live without Champions also, League next year. Also, also they the have. I agree with Alex. I th- I have to look into it. Their deal with Adidas is very incentivized on them being oh, getting in, Champions getting League. Champions League. So, so maybe I, may, I don't know. But maybe getting yeah. Europa's... all. I'll say is Chelsea can afford to be in Europa League this year by the lone fact that we got to the round of sixteen of the Champions last year, or the Champions League last year. And pl- I mean, even though we lost to Barcelona in that first knockout round, we made more money in the Champions League doing that than we would winning the Europa League this year. So the math financially adds up to do as well as you can in the Champions League, reap the rewards, buy players, obviously try to get back in, but it's an interesting wrinkle. Like I didn't I didn't think of it that United might want to do that, but I don't I wouldn't don't think they would win the Europa League anyway. No, yeah, <laughs> no I I don't, I don't I don't think so either, but they have won it, you know, recently and it yeah, in like Jose, the worst year competition Jose wise maybe for the thinks, competition. You know, they he beat do it. fucking Ajax. In the I know final. they were. I know it was a joke. It, it was, was like, like the Euro, It was like the Euro and... 2016 for Portugal. It was the same type of run where they just played. Love making that they comparison. played nobody good. <laughs> they basically just like you know drew their way France. drew their way to <laughs> the to eventual the final. World Cup winners. They beat in the final. They just like France. they just like stumbled away right, nil nil. Just stumbled over the line. Adair got the winner in extra time. Like, are you kidding goal. me? Beautiful goal. Oh, you know, they, they won the final against one of the best France teams ever assembled. And except, their best except, player, except that wasn't. And their, that and wasn't. their best player went off injured in the 25th minute. But, yeah, no, they totally didn't deserve Euro 20. The Euro they didn't beat anyone good. They didn't no, beat they, didn't. they didn't beat anybody didn't good. Beat, You're right. Did, they beat, like, Iceland world and, champions like, right, right, exactly. In France. In France, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that was a bad team. Can, that, was can not, throw, that was not. Can I throw one more dig didn't have Kylian Mbappe. That didn't have Kylian Mbappe. Always. Uh so, didn't Golo start that final? Time. Yes, of course he did. Come on, get out of here. It was 2016. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. Manchester United, did. before we go, Manchester United, it's the first time since 1977 that they've had a negative goal difference. God bless America. They have a negative goal difference right now? <laughs> Isn't Holy that great? shit. Uh, I don't remember, I don't remember the last time Arsenal on had the, On the fade out to this, like as kind of like a, a, <laughs> a sarcastic thing. <laughs> no, because that will probably come back to bite us in the ass. Like you know, you know that if we really troll them super hard, it's gonna, it's not gonna end well for us. Ah, uh, when in Rome, you know, just like let's just dive right into the pig shit. Come on, <laughs> we're Whatever. already in the pig shit. Let's be real. Yeah. All right, uh, that about wraps it up from us. Look out for a new episode coming next week. We may do some other stuff. Haven't really talked about it yet. Uh, I'm Andrew Pasaro. Follow me on Twitter at Andrew Pasaro. Follow Alex on Twitter at ASMOS92. That's both of our Instagrams as well. Follow Javier at JavierRev9 on Instagram. At Ghost Gold Pod Twitter and Instagram. Trying to put some more memes and other fun shit up there. So go follow, like, repost, uh, subscribe on itunes that helps us out also you should leave a comment and a five-star review because i feel really bad about myself and the only way i feel better is when you tell me i'm doing a good podcast or tell me i suck i'm definitely okay with my life definitely right now. <clears throat> the second one but i always want an ego boost so like as long as the five-star review is there you can say we suck yeah it's you fire. can tell me i'm the worst podcast host in america as long as yeah you just the five-star review review. but say whatever you want you can be mean as hell to andrew if you're the worst podcast host then i don't know what that makes me on the episodes that i host (laughs) because all right uh until next week enjoy your international break hopefully your team doesn't get injured unless you're spurs see you